0: Loading Artist Audio Insight Otcast Verb Interview with artists working today Otcast Noun Insights into the work and process Hello and welcome to Otcast I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon Loading Artist Audio Insight. So, let me start by saying welcome to iCast, Allison.
1: Thank you for having me. Sure.
0: Um, now, I guess we'll just get started. Sure. Okay. Uh, when creating a work, do you use any sketches or preliminary work in the process?
1: Um, I take a lot of photographs. I um, A lot of my inspiration comes from natural elements, so I'll photograph uh, when I'm outside or if I find an interesting pattern that occurs in nature, I'll uh, photograph or document in my sketchbook, um, but I don't do any real sort of intensive planning. I find it takes away from the spontaneity I work, and that's how I, I like to work. I like to work in a sort of reactionary way, so I find if I plan, oh, yeah. it kind of gets rid of that whole idea behind my work, so not... Thoroughly planned, but I still have somewhat of an idea in my head.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I like that answer. Like, you, you just, um, like, you said something about, like, natural things that happen? Or?
1: Yeah, I'm interested in natural elements and kind of patterns that are found naturally. So, like, on a hike, if I see, um, like, a fungus, for example, that grows, a lot of times it grows in, like, a pattern. and either starts in the middle and then extends out, or it grows across yeah. a tree in a certain way. Um, that, inter- that really interesting, the sort of natural way that nature creates order.
0: That's pretty cool because I, you know, of course, we recently met online and I didn't, um, I don't really know that much about your work except for looking at it yeah. online. And that was one of the things I thought, like, to an extent, like how, um, how, I'm losing my train of thought now, like, just the idea of, of I was thinking like they were like interpretations of plant life. I could see that. Yeah, I definitely think
1: that's yeah, that, always kind of in the back of my head. I'm really interested in outdoors, and I like being outdoors, so I think that's kind of an always a uh, reoccurring thing in my work. Um, but it's not necessarily what I guess what it's all about. If that makes any sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's, it's sort of a jumping off point or something. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah that, that's that's kind of blowing my mind a little bit because like I you know like we haven't talked yet and. So just you saying that was just kind of cool because it actually, like, I'm picking up the riff or something, or at least a part of it.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, do you use any technology in your work, like photos of the computer? I guess you kind of answered that a little right. bit. Right.
1: Um, all my work is, none of my work is digital, but I guess you could say there are digital influences. Like, I'll do stop animations. What I, st- I still consider the stop animations to be... Um, a drawing. I don't necessarily think of them in a digital way, but in order to see them as a stop animation, they have to be done in a digital way. So I, I a little bit, a little bit yes and no. It's kind of a going back and forth.
0: Yeah, I know there is um, a surprise for the viewers that, that visit your website because <laughs> there's one of the stop animations on there. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's in the drawing section because I don't really think of it as a, as a digital piece. I think of it as a drawing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to watch it. Um... And to kind of anticipate where you're going to mark the page next.
1: <laughs> That's Basically. what I love about that. I love the sort of building. And the viewer can see how I actually made the drawing. So I like that sort of process-based um, way of working also.
0: Right, right, yeah. Um, now, how do you get yourself out of creative block?
1: That's a hard one. Um, I find I have moments of activity, Like like right now, I kind of have a break from school. I teach so I'm on summer break and I'm only teaching one class right now. So I have more time to be creative. Whereas like during the school year I'm teaching five classes and I don't really have time to be creative. So I guess it's really just based on um, my availability and my time. But I, I kind of think about I think about art all the time. With teaching art, you're constantly thinking about other people's art and how they can improve their art and how they can either Push through a creative block, like you're kind of talking about, or how they can um, elaborate on their art, and then that kind of I kind of bring it back to myself and how I would approach it. So I feel like I'm always kind of thinking about that; it's always in the back of my head. But um, I guess just how do I go through a creative block? Um, By just doing stuff. I'm I'm influenced by everyday life, so I find um, inspiration in weird. Nuances about everyday life or um, yeah. conversations, that's a big part of my work. So, conversations with people, I start, I go out with my friends or I talk with somebody about something in particular and that kind of helps to generate ideas. Right, yeah. Um,
0: now, when, when would you say did you fall in love with art or feel you became an artist?
1: I always have loved art. I have not loved anything yeah. <laughs> like I love art. Um, so I've always considered myself an artist. There's not really, like, a moment or a time in my life where I feel like I have never not been an artist. I've always been an artist. Yeah.
0: Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Now, now this you, you, you mentioned a little bit about this, but, like, what, what would you say feeds your work more? Would you say your other work or looking at other art?
1: Um, a little bit of everything. I think that in order to be current with teaching, it kind of, that whole aspect makes you look at other people's art. So I feel like it's kind of my responsibility, especially living in the D.C. area, to know what museums are having right now, um, what artists are showing where. We live in an area that has tons of galleries and tons of museums. Um, so looking at art, yeah, definitely helps to influence it and also helps influence my teaching. So that's really helpful, kind of goes hand in hand. Um, talking with people about art, talking with my friends about, like, what they're making, and and then got ideas off of them. We kind of go back and forth. That helps helps also.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Now, how do you feel the computer or the Internet helps or hurts an artist?
1: I think the computer has helped greatly. Um, Obviously, like, we wouldn't be without computers. Um, I've gotten some really great reviews via the Internet and, like, blog posts, like what we're doing through the Internet. Um, My website has gotten me more than anything I've ever done for myself. I feel like my website is my best investment I've ever made. Um, Because it gets your art out there, and it makes it a lot more accessible. Um, And it it really helps you to make your art not so um, private, I guess. Whereas without the Internet or without the computer, you wouldn't be able to really see a lot of different art you wouldn't be
0: able to um it's not as accessible yeah there's a that seems to be a lot of how it's done now and especially with um i mean with, with my life right now i'm definitely seeing more of it online than i am in person right. you know yeah. and sometimes i go to a gallery and i'm 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 just dumbfounded because i'm like wow this thing's in front of me you yeah know? yeah it
1: makes it more special sometimes too
0: yeah it does yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, how important is formal art training to an artist
1: I think it's very important. Um, Some people feel that art should not be about formal training. Um, Obviously, being a college instructor, I feel it's very important. Um, I kind of feel like you need to know the rules in order to break them, in order to break them successfully almost. Um, I have foundation courses. I teach drawing, design, basic painting, um, a little bit of printmaking. So... I think it's really important in that it helps to open your eyes to other things. Cause sometimes I feel like if you're just in your studio working, um, you kind of get stuck in that, um, like groove. You're kind of just always making the same stuff over and over again. And I feel like formal education helps you to know that there's other things out there. Um, and to just help you be more well-rounded as an artist.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now you, you mentioned, um, printmaking and it seems like, uh, I, I wanted to bring that up. I'm not a printmaker by any stretch, okay. but I've, I've seen a lot of it. And, you know, with going through art school and, and a lot of my friends were printmakers. So, but I, I feel like that's, like, definitely one of the mediums that you, like, handle pretty well. And I, I was curious about, like, maybe because I, I don't know, a, you know, a, a whole lot about it, but, um, like, the, the, um, the monotypes. Now, you generally you start with... You run that through a press, I'm guessing, right? An In initial
1: image? Right, right. So the monotypes are made, um, through layers. So each color you see is a layer on top of another color. Um, okay. so some of the prints have, like, I'll do a layer of color and I'll mark into it and scratch into it and do whatever I'm going to do to it. Run it through the press. And then again, I'll mark on the, like, I'll continue on that, that, uh, plate. So I'll either add more color or take some color away or it's through a series of <laughs> layers that I work.
0: Now, do you work on, like, a zinc plate, or is it, like...
1: I work on uh, plexiglass.
0: Oh, plexiglass. Okay, cool. Because
1: that way, um, I think it releases easier than zinc or copper. Um,
0: Oh.
1: And I think it's easier to clean.
0: Oh, is
1: it? (laughs) But some of those monoprints uh, or monotypes have... Up to 50 layers run through the press. Wow. Yeah, so a lot of them are kind of deteriorating a little bit, which is, I really like that aspect about them. And some of the colors get really muddy sometimes, so it's really, I love that aspect about the printmaking is when the print kind of takes over. um, Yeah, yeah. And it just, like, saturates the paper. I love that. It's my favorite. You have
0: to just, like, well, that's good that you have a, a nice response to that because I imagine... For some, it might be something that you have to kind of come to terms with. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it's going to have a life of its own. and.
1: Yeah, that's what I love about
0: it. I guess, like, mo- most art anyway is kind of that way anyway. Yeah,
1: you're kind of at the mercy of your materials. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, now, the, well, I, I wanted to just bring up the, the fact that, like, some of the, the monotypes, like, the, the light that, that radiates off of some of them are just, uh, like, really intense and, and pretty quite cool. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, I was actually glad you included um, two of my favorite pieces of yours in, in the email you sent me. Oh, good. Which was um, uh, is it finish line and then uh-huh. and then mo- was it was it monumental
1: drawing? That was a drawing.
0: Yeah, drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was cool. I want Thank you for that. Yeah. Now, um, let me ask you: Who are you? Some of your favorite artists?
1: Um, my first sort of art love is Bryce Martin. Um, when I went to grad school, I hadn't really been, uh, to many galleries when I went to grad school. Um, and my first trip to New York, kind of as a grad school student, was to see Bryce Martin's uh, retrospective at the MoMA. And I kind of just, like, fell in love. It was amazing. Um, Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that was kind of like a, I guess, an aha moment, for lack of a better word. Um... It really helped me to kind of see, hey, I can make squiggly lines, and it's okay. <laughs> you know, I haven't really right. had have that before. So it was really cool to do that. Um, let's see. I wrote them down. Like Polly Afflebaum, she's a big influence with her color. Um, and the way she views paintings, her painting or her pieces, she calls them fallen paintings. And now,
0: who was that? Uh, you broke up a minute. What's that?
1: Oh, Pauly Affelbaum.
0: Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure you're talking about the same artist. Yeah, okay. um,
1: her color I really love. Um, yeah. Judy Sass. I love her work um, I had a critique with her when I was in grad school and she oh, oh. was <laughs> it was the roughest critique I've ever received um, oh. and I learned a ton from it
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. she basically told me I was being safe which I was so she kind of
0: wow I, I was told that once too but not so nicely <laughs> yeah no
1: I wasn't told nicely <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah so she kind of just like, completely rocked my world. But at the yeah. time, I was, like, devastated. I was like, oh, poly bomb, or um, Judy Fass thinks I'm a horrible artist. But then I, like, realized what she was saying. Um, yeah. And it actually was kind of, like, a turning point in my work when I was in grad school, which was really hard, hard to do, but valid. And I feel like I improved a lot from her critique. Yeah, well,
0: that's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was yeah. rough. <laughs> um, another artist I really like is um, Julie Maritu. She's one of my favorites. Who was that? Julie Moretou?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would say um, trying to think how long how long ago I figured uh, you know for myself who that was, but it wasn't that long. It couldn't have been more than a year ago that I actually discovered who that was, and I was just amazed. Ah. Yeah. They're that. yeah, yeah. beautiful.
1: I saw her speak at the Smithsonian in um, the fall. And it was a fantastic lecture. She talked about wow.
0: an now. Really, you're, you're, you're kind of planted nicely in, in that little hub.
1: I am, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad place to live. <laughs>
0: yeah. And and uh, whereabouts is this again? Is this in uh, Virginia, correct? Yeah,
1: I live in Woodbridge, which is in northern Virginia.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah,
1: I can take Metro into D.C. It's great.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So um, are there any other artists that you wanted to bring up, or is the, that the three major...
1: Um, I wrote down Sarah Z, the installation artist.
0: Oh, yeah? How do you spell the last name?
1: S-Z-E.
0: S-Z-E. That's Oh, cool. Um,
1: she works with household objects, and she makes them into these really complicated and beautiful installations.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I haven't heard of her. Yeah,
1: it's really interesting. I have a really great book on her. Um, but I really like the way she takes an ordinary object and then transforms it into something... Beautiful through her arrangement. Yeah, she's kind of along the kind of along the same lines as Tara Donovan. If you know her work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, um, kind of.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, that's a good list of people. That's uh, cool that you have going.
1: Okay. <laughs> Inspiring. Yeah.
0: Um. Now, do you have a favorite art quote floating around in your head? Art
1: quote. There was this girl um, that I went to undergrad with, and she used to say, um, "What is it?" It's not that you don't have a life. It's that art is your life. Um, and I just thought it was like a funny quote, and it kind of sticks with me every now and then. And sometimes I feel like I'm fooled by my art, which is not a bad thing at all. Um, it's just a different way of living, I guess, than most folks. I don't have a 9-to-5 job.
0: Right, right, yeah. Well, it's definitely an adjustment and not very... Um, um, uh, practical or, or <laughs> all those things you know it's like and it's not very, it's very normal and so whatever normal is but please excuse me for saying yeah,
1: that <laughs> yeah no it's not normal my husband has a very like nine to five job and it's we are two completely different uh i guess types of people it's funny
0: now i guess uh, one of my favorite questions is um is how do you can you use three to five words to describe your work? Oh, I whether I wrote down
1: because I was like I'm not going to remember this one. Oh, okay. Um, I said intuitive, uh, because my work is very sort of spontaneous. So I talked about that a little bit. Um, so I feel like it comes from within. Um, right. chaotic because it is. I feel like it's very chaotic sometimes. Um, expressive because I'm interested in line and how line can um- How line can communicate different feelings or different movements or different um, expressions? So those are my three.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that, there's one um, one thing that I was I'm trying to find the words for, but like just initially looking at the, the drawings, I believe, uh-huh. and just how a lot of them have these like sort of, well, I guess geometric shapes, or you know, introduced uh, amongst like say something like mark making that's like a little more organic. Yeah. And I think that there, there's a there's a um, like one one of course you know being the geometric could almost be done by like a, a, a machine made mark mm-hmm. or something like repetitive. And then and then you have the organic repetitive, which is like a nice um, sort of um, a, a nice pairing of the two, which I thought was pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, you're
1: welcome. Yeah, I really like the, um, the, I like that contrast. I like the organic making off of these sort of geometric areas. I like the geometric shapes then forming and grouping together to make an organic, um, shape. And yeah, I really like the, I like making really obsessive pieces and then having these contrasting between these really organic flowing lines. So that's what I, I love that part about my work. I love that part about making my work.
0: I'm uh, um, sorry?
1: I like that. I love that, that part about making my work is that sort of contrast between being free and making these really organic lines and then the contrast between making these really sort of rigid geometric patterns.
0: Right. Now, I feel like one of them, um, this may not be the best word, but like a little more um, like like your your uh, prints are a little more like explosive or a little more like uh, experimental.
1: I could see that, Yeah.
0: And I, then compared to your drawings, you know? Yeah. And I wonder, how, I wonder how you can, like, shift from one to the other. Or do you do it, like, do, will you do a series of monotypes and then shift the drawings? Yeah. And then or do you do it simultaneously?
1: Yeah. Most of the drawings were made last summer. I had a residency at um, there's an art center in Alexandria called the Torpedo Factory. And I didn't yeah. have access to a press. And I was there 40 hours a week. Um, oh. So I had to do something else. So I started these drawings, and I always wanted to start drawings. I just never really had like the opportunity. So this was a great opportunity for that. Um, and I made, I did make them, most of them all at once. And I've continued to work on them, um, but yeah, I do work. I'll work on drawings for a long period of time, and then I'll work on monotypes for a long period of time. Like right now, I'm working on a lot of monotypes that I started last summer and then never really got to finish. Um, So I'm thinking once I'm done with all of those, I'm then going to switch back to drawing. So I kind of work back and forth. There's kind of like a back and forth aspect between the two bodies of work. And I'm working on combining them. I sometimes feel like they're really separate from one another. I think there's still qualities that are similar about them, Um, but I still want to combine them somehow. And I I haven't figured that out yet.
0: Well, the, I know some of the older works, like, you seem to use color a little bit more in the drawings than you did in the newer works, you know, like, the, a little more um, sparingly. Yeah. Like, you color, yeah. But I, I think it's, it seems to be happening. It's just that, you know, there's this great divide that you have to, like, you know, pull the two together. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm yeah. gonna do. Because I feel like if I ever have an exhibition, I can't show the drawings with the prints because they look so different from one another. So I feel like there's some... There's something I have to do to make them able to be shown together. I don't know what yeah. that is.
0: Hmm. I guess that's a trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what my I, job is, I guess. <laughs> what's
1: that? It's what my job, my, uh, my goal is, I guess, for the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: to yeah. get them together. Yeah, well, I, I've, I, um, I've been known to, like, make assemblages and then, like, abstract paintings alongside of them, so... Or, or constructions, like so, and they, they tend to have nothing to do. Some of my friends feel that they do have something to do with one another. Right. To me, they're like one is way over here and one is way over there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they're still coming from you, so there's going to be, I guess, similarities. But yeah, I see what you're saying. It's how I feel about my drawings, my prints, I feel like they're completely different. But people always tell me, "No, oh, they're the same. They're just done differently." And I'm like, "No."
0: <laughs> Not enough. Not about that. <laughs> Well, I guess that's all the official questions I have. Cool. I just wanted to thank you for talking with me on Oddcast.
1: Cool. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: For more on Allison's work, please visit allisonlonghardy.com. This has been Oddcast. Thank you from me, your host Philip J. Mellon. Keep the dialogue going.